Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob. I'm Fudafan on Instagram and on Twitter, and have a blog at fudafan.com. And hi, I'm Elisa. I'm Inky Rocks on YouTube and Instagram. And welcome. This is episode 26. Can't believe we're at 26. Um, you know, really awesome to see that number going up, although I say this every week. Um, we got an interesting uh, topic today, a rare um, pilot episode, I believe. But yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be it's going to be really fun. So um, before we go on, maybe we can do Jacob's favorite part of the episode, which is uh, reviews. Um, I've got some reviews uh, today to read, and you know, as always, thank you all so much for for helping us uh, write these reviews. It's it's absolutely fantastic to, to see the kind of feedback that we do get. Um, of course, we have a website as well. Just as a reminder, we have a website at TokyoInklings.com where you can comment on each individual episode, and you can find all of the uh, all of the show notes for our past episodes as well. Can I just add add one thing about that? Because we have talked, uh, we got questions recently from Android users about how to leave reviews. And we did some research and we couldn't find any obvious ways to do that from, you know, Spotify and, and the popular place. There are some very minor ones where you can leave reviews, but I'm not sure how easy it is to see those. So what we have said is that if, if there's no obvious way to leave reviews from your podcast, podcast player of choice you could go to our website and leave a comment and we would appreciate that very much yes we would and um you know it's, it's a great way also to to interact with uh with the community as well i mean mm. um you know you can see how some other people uh have thought about the the episode and you know we always welcome some discussion there so um so let's get into our first review of the of the day um, an insightful look into the Japanese stationary market from uh, Red Hat via Apple Podcasts. Um, so Red Hat says, light-hearted podcast focused on Japanese stationery uh, offers a rare glimpse in English to all the wonders often hidden to the rest of the world. CY and Jacob offer unique views on how they navigate through the stationary mecca known as Japan. Special guests offer even more ways to experience that stationary bliss. It's a joy to listen to, but a word of warning, your wallet could experience some significant <laughs> loss. So thank you, Red Hat. Uh, Red Hat 08, that's really, really nice of you. And, uh, and I agree, I mean, my wallet has taken a hit at least. Yeah, that happens, that happens. <laughs> All right, and then... Um, we have, a, we have a second review to read today, um, and the second review is from South Africa, so thank you so much. It's uh, by HeartPen via Apple Podcast. Uh, HeartPen says, Great in-depth info on Japanese pens. I really enjoy getting to know the Japanese pen and stationery scene through the informal chats with CY and Jacob and their super interesting guests. You should definitely follow and subscribe to this podcast. So thank you, Hartpen. What a wonderful thing to say to us. And fortunately, we have one of those super interesting guests today. So it will <laughs> be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
All right. So um, we have a lot of uh, things to get through with our super interesting guest. But before we do that, let's uh, let's have a quick chat on um, what's changed. Because, um, Jacob, as, as you know, last time uh, we were discussing, you still had a, a cast on your arm. And yeah. I had some uh, special announcement to make. Um, sure. Why don't you, you update us on your arm? Yeah, so so last time I, I talked about how I, I broke my arm. I was running and fell in a very bad way. as And I got it was called a radial head fracture. And for the last four weeks, I've had a long arm cast. And you saw that um, a few days ago. Um, but yesterday, I, um, the cast was finally removed. Um, so my arm still hurts a bit depending on how I move it. And I, I don't have quite the same... Uh, I can't move it quite as much as uh, before, so I need me to do a bit of uh, rehabili- rehabilitation. But the good, the big thing is I can write um, again. Um, so the first thing I did when I came home without the cast was, was to ink up some pens and get back to writing. Yeah, does it feel weird because you haven't used that arm in like, what, a month? It does because you haven't used the, the muscles, right? So you feel quite weak and... and um, it does feel like you you're kind of learning, almost like you're learning to write again. But 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 that was just sort of briefly, and, and now I feel I can write just like before. Um, there's certain things I can't really do. I can't lift my arm quite as much as before, so it's difficult. Yeah. St- still difficult to use uh, chopsticks again. I need to do more rehabilitation for that. But I can write and I can type on my keyboard, so I'm happy. That's great. Um, yeah, at least you have your full range of motion, so you'll be back in the office soon. Yeah. Um, as for me, uh, so I've actually um, resigned from my job. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Used to, and this, this is an exciting episode. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah, so I re- resigned from my job. I think uh, the day after this podcast went out, um, so two weeks ago. And next week will be my last day at my at my current employer. And so I start a new job uh, on the 15th of March. So that's very, very exciting for me. Wow. But yeah, I've been, I've been pretty busy, uh, you know, doing the transition and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, a bit busier than I would have liked. But, uh, but now... I hope we're going to get back to a regular cadence in in my life that I can work on some mm. different um, projects. But yeah, there's a lot of paperwork required in Japan. I'm sure that's true elsewhere too. But I remember one year ago when I changed jobs. That, I mean, it there is a lot of HR related paperwork that needs to be sorted out, and you don't have that much time to complete it, so it can be quite hectic. No, and um, no, a lot of companies like. They're kind of supportive, but not really. It's like this the support of like halfway. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, um, so extra special guest, Alessa. What? What? Um, do you have any life changing news you want to share with us? Holy smokes! <laughs> See, I didn't break my arm, and I didn't change jobs. So yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty boring. <laughs> no problem. Um. You're, you're going to talk about an acquisition that you got later that's going to be the main topic. So you are our... Oh, seriously? Um, <laughs> that's a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> you are our uh, star guest. 
But oh, I'm one of those exciting, super interesting guests, right? Yes, you are. Exactly. Not one of those boring ones, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um, so before we get to that, uh, let's get to some acquisitions. All you know, uh, um, kind of like an extension of what's changed mm. from last time. Um, Jacob, you got a a interesting, uh, interesting looking pen from a maker that's kind of getting really popular right now, right? Mm. Yeah, so I got a pen from this uh, small Taiwanese pen maker called Mr. Cypress. And uh, I've seen various photos on Instagram of uh, Mr. Cypress's pens over the last few months. I think it started, I think our friend TWNFP was probably the first one that I saw in my feed. Um, he has a lot of pens from Mr. Cypress, but then some some other people too. Uh, so I got very curious about this uh, this pen maker because as we have talked about before, I, there's a lot of interesting stationery coming out of Taiwan, especially fountain pens, uh, and there are a number of like small pen makers that aren't very well known. I think so. I think this Mr. Cypress has up until recently, you know, been in that category. As you mentioned, they're getting more popular now, but it's a fairly recent thing. So I wanted to see, I wanted to try one of their pens. So I went to their website and, you know, as the name suggested, they are, seem to be focusing on wooden pens and they have a lot of beautiful wooden pens. They also have some absolutely stunning Urushi pens. Um, but they also make pens in some unusual materials. And I found one uh, pen made from G10. And I had to look up G10 on Wikipedia because I didn't know what it was. But it's some kind of a composite material which has properties similar to Micarta. So it's it's light, it's very tough, it's moisture resistant. And it's apparently being used uh, to make everything from like aircraft parts to um, I think knife handles and stuff. Um, and I hadn't seen any pen made from G10 before, so I thought I should I should get one of those. So I actually contacted them over Instagram instead of using their web store and said, I want to buy this pen. Uh, can you ship to Japan and can you do PayPal? And they said, yes, no problem. So that's how I bought it. And this, they shipped it with, with FedEx. I got it in like three days, which was quite fast. Um, faster than, than I, I anticipated because I got a pen back before uh, my cast was removed. So by the time I got the pen, I couldn't write with it <laughs> um, because I still had my, my arm in the cast. But, but I, I took photos immediately because it, it's a very beautiful looking pen. Um, so I, I posted a photo on Instagram and the uh, this material, it so there's like black with blue, I'm not sure what to call it, sort of swirls, but it looks like a, like a topographic map, almost. You saw the photo, see why did you see the photos on Instagram? Yep. Um, so yeah, it looks it looks different from these, you know, acrylic uh, swirly pens that you, that you often see on Instagram nowadays. Um, I'm not sure if that is a property of the material or just how they choose to do it. Uh, and it also, as our friend TWNFP said in, my, in a comment, it when you touch it, when you, when you sort of knock on it, it seems like in porcelain almost. Um, uh, and um, and I would say the uh, the fit and finish is very impressive. It reminds me a bit of Eboya, although the material is obviously different. But 
you know the threads are like silky smooth and it's very highly polished so it's um there seems to be a very well-made pen so um you know I, i've been seeing these uh micarta pens um you know on instagram where mm. they're they kind of look similar to the g10 pen that you have and um as far as i understand micarta is like uh stacked linen that's mm. like been been bonded together with like epoxy or or some other kind of like uh, uv resin or something like that um and i i think sailor did a, a series of micarta pens in in all of their pen sizes actually uh except for yeah. the slim size um and those are like really stacked uh, micarta right so it, it's like um it's like arco like stacked arco in a way yeah and um personally i really like the way that that looks i believe uh, mm. twisby also did one that's like that yes. for me i think that's a really uh classy uh look mm. and then you have these uh more wild pattern micartas where maybe they folded it before they they stacked it or or it does something different um in, in the process of stacking and that's what uh that's what yours looks like right so yours looks like kind of like uh the modern micarta um pens a little bit, yes, but but I I associate my card with kind of a textured. I'm not sure if it feels textured to the touch, but it looks like it would be textured. But this but this pen is absolutely like smooth and highly polished. So that that's the difference. So I went to um I went to Marizan the other day and uh, I I asked them to show me their uh their exclusive my card in the 1911. So the the uh, the, the time traveler. Size. Yes, time traveler. And it was actually surprisingly smooth as well. I expected mm. to feel that kind of like fibrous uh, texture, yeah. but it, it was surprisingly smooth. Mm. I'm not sure if, if there if it's easier or more difficult to make pens with these materials compared to resin. Uh, I remember uh, Mr. Cypress mentioned that these materials, or this G10, is a bit more expensive, so the, the, yeah. the production cost is higher. But yeah, it's a very unusual material. It feels a little bit cold. <laughs> um, yeah, as opposed to warm, eh? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I like how it looks. Um, by the way, this pen came with a Bach nib. So I actually, they asked me, uh, do you want a Jovo nib or do you want a Bach nib with this? Because apparently they, they have both sections. So I said I want, wanted a Bach nib. Uh, mainly because I haven't tried a box steel nib in, in quite a while. I can't remember how they write, so I wanted to try that. And I ended up with a box nib and it was kind of meh. So I, and, and it's, it now has a platinum 3776 <laughs> medium nib on it and it's wonderful. You should try um, putting a Moonman nib in it. Like uh, one with the Moonman housings. So just, right, just right. swap uh, straight with a, a T1. Does that work? I'll, I will t- try this later and report back. Yeah, I, I, but I think yes, they please. look slightly different, the, the housings. Yeah, I think one of them is longer than the other, if I remember correctly. But, but who knows, maybe they're still compatible somehow. Yeah, let's uh, let's see and, and report back on that. Yeah. Um, and so, did you get anything else? No, that's what I can remember at least. Alright. Um, as for me, I, I've gotten a few things. I got this um, 14k uh, zoom nib. Not mm. from you, though. 
Uh, I got it off of, of Mary Curry for uh, kind of a premium. No, this was Yahoo Auction Shop because I remember I sent yeah, you the Yahoo link because, because I, I got fed up with you asking me asking me to <laughs> to buy my nibs. I said, go buy your own nib. Here's the link. Yeah, Yahoo Auctions, you're right. Uh, <laughs> you're still going to sell yours to, my, to me, right? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. So um, one of the interesting things uh, when I received this nib is that, yes, indeed, it is very different from the modern zoom nibs but not only yeah. is it different from modern zoom nib it's also different from your zoom nib right this, yeah. this nib looks like a looks like a coarse nib from from platinum or or pilot and in fact it's even more flat-footed than yours mm. so um there must have been some variants my date stamp on this is uh says nine zero eight so i don't know which year ending with nine that would be maybe like uh 89 but who knows yeah that's the problem yeah. right it can be plus minus a few decades yeah exactly <laughs> so so there, there's that um I, I have that here but speaking of zoom nibs i've also been uh i've been stacking some uh some platinum uh, course nibs. So, mm. uh, you know, after our debacle last, uh, was it last time or two times ago? Uh, I don't remember. But um, after the debacle with my stacked uh, Mont Blanc, uh, mm. I decided to go back and stack some uh, some platinum nibs, and uh, it worked pretty well. I found that the platinum nib was a bit harder for me to stack, but uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, now I have a a very very juicy um, cross uh, Naginata. And uh, and it's probably going to be bound uh, to the U.S. Uh, I do have some people expressing interest, and I, I put out a a poll a few days ago, um, mm. asking what I should do next because I managed to get these the three um, platinum uh, coarse nibs the other day when I was in Marzen, and mm. uh, and yeah, so they seem to be destined for a uh, a king eagle. So if I manage to make oh. King Eagle, I will I'll report back. But so you're saying that the, the platinum ones were a little bit more dif- difficult. Would that be because of the, the geometry of the nib or because of the difference in the tipping materials? So um, when I welded the Mont Blanc nibs, the, the little parts, the, the cut out parts on the top lay more flat on the Mont Blanc nib. Mm-hmm. And I think with the platinum nib, it's um, there's a bit more inconsistency in between each of the nibs, so it didn't lie as flat as as I wanted it to be. Mm. So that was definitely a, a challenge. But in the end, I did manage to make it work. Interesting. Um, By the way, I I recently I was reading a Shumibun article about the cross point, and it actually mm. says that that the cross point is is really meant. It was designed as an as an upgrade to the Naginata Toge, and and the goals were specifically to make it right wetter. That's interesting. Um, I, I've read before on a, on a Ross Stutler's blog that mm. um he gave an interview to or 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 he was talking to somebody um, you know from from the West, and mm. he was saying, uh, see how um there is a a horizontal slit as well in the tipping and mm. how that makes it uh more wet and, and maybe he was talking about this uh this cross point uh mm. nib 
I did a, a quite an in-depth uh, write-up on the cross and the origins of the cross uh, the cross points as well. And mm. um, based on my research, uh, based on my research, according to um, to Moriyama, mm. Moriyama claims that uh, Nagahara Senior created the cross point for a customer who wanted to draw, and. I think that's very interesting because it seems like you mentioned before, right? That he he made the Concord for for people who wanted to draw. So yeah. either there were like hundreds and hundreds of artists uh, that were super rich and were able to buy these uh, expensive, <laughs> you know, expensive uh, at the time fountain pens, um, or you know, somebody heard that hey, uh, you know, Nagahara made specialty nibs for people who wanted to draw. And and all of a sudden, this this story kind of spread like a virus, um, and now you know every every specialty nib was was because he wanted to draw. Hmm. Wow. And next, we're gonna hear that the naginata was invented because uh, because it was for drawing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I I think it's definitely too fat to like write normally with so probably people who want really really fat nibs would be mm. attracted to this but yeah but but the cross point is sharper and more naginata like than a cross music right? because the cross music has slightly more like rounder fatter tipping right it was it was but um but we we've talked before also about the different generations of Naginata yeah. and how the latest generation is the one you know with the more plain old school um, engraving. And if you see a cross uh, point from the olden times, it, it will mm. look a lot like a Naginata. But if you go into a store now, you have a cross point and a cross music. I've done this before, right? And, and you ask the staff, oh, mm. tell me which one is a cross point." It's very difficult for them because they are almost identical. They write mm. almost identically, and I asked the staff why that is, and um, and all of the retailers that I go to say, yeah, it's because the um, the people who are making it have changed, so um, mm. so it's it's no longer really the same. I think in terms of consistency, probably that uh, they think a more architect like grind is uh, is easier. You know. Right. Makes sense. Well, so have you ever uh, written with these um, stack nibs? Oh, only you know at the at the counter. You know, I don't own any. But didn't you get a stacked nib from uh, Ralph? Yeah, that's um, you know it was not a specifically to you know um, sailor or anything, but yeah, right. I, got, I have one of his, and, and you know. I like it, but his is also made so that you can flip it back and forth. I don't know. Is that can you do that with the cross point or whatever? You can if you grind it. Uh, well, yeah. Well, his was made so that you know you've got the big juicy side on one side, and then the, I have a, um, I think it's a stub, extra fine on the other side. What's your favorite part about uh, about the stectum? I just laying down lots of ink. <laughs> yeah, it's juicy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and. So. Did you get one from Pen Sloth? No, I'm actually I just 
you know, I kind of save up my little budget to spend on pens and I spent it on a pen instead of his nib. But yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting to get a, um, a sapphire embedded in a nib. So I'll let you know as soon as I get it. Yeah. Um, another pen that I got while, while we were, uh, while we weren't recording was this, uh, Sailor Jubilee. I believe Jubilee is a celebration of what, 60? 65? I have no idea. Um, Anyways, uh, Sailor Jubilee was released for their, uh, for, I believe, their 65th, uh, either 50th or 65th um, anniversary. And it, it's quite a nifty pen. I got one with a uh, gold cap and black body, and it's it, it looks like a Newton Prospector. So oh. hopefully I'll be restoring that up, uh, and, and maybe it'll go um, for sale. Um, but but it's it's a cute little pen. Um, not much to talk about it uh, yet. But it does have a rare integrated nib from uh, from Sailor, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't have any nib size. So uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to fix this up. But yeah, that's one of the projects that I'm looking forward to now that I have a week uh, in between my current job and my new job. Sounds good. And, uh, and finally, we get into the main topic, uh, which is, of course, the new product from Pilot. Now, uh, Jacob, you found this, uh, you found this product. So um, what, what's the story behind uh, your discovery? So I, I got this, this flyer from um, Marzan. So first it listed all the new, um, all the Marzan exclusives. But, but then on, on the back side, it had a list of other pens that's going to be sold at the, the pen fair. And it was one pen I hadn't seen before. And it said new and it was a pilot. Um, and it said custom heritage SE. And I'd never heard about custom heritage SE. But, but, but it was the brief description that said that um, it's going to be like beautiful acrylics and so on. Um, and so then I went to pilot's website. And I saw that there was a a page for Custom Heritage SE, but there were no there were no photos <laughs> on it, or, or as in um, the image links were were wrong, so you could only read the description. And but you could tell that this was a pen with a number five size nib. It's going to be available in five different colorways, and it's going to be thirty thousand yen plus tax. But then I actually figured out the. Uh, how to load the images because they were actually they were, they were just linking to a different website. So I found the images and they're all like five beautiful like swirly acrylics. Um, and uh, but what's most interesting and I guess we're going to talk more about this. What's most interesting to me about this pen, Custom Heritage SE, is that as far as I can tell, except for the engraving on the cap and except for the actual colors, it is basically the recently discontinued custom legans with a new name and a new price yeah we'll get into the the custom legans uh talk later as well mm. um but somebody of the three of us owns this pen <laughs> <laughs> i wonder who <laughs> so uh before we get into kind of the the history and the talk of the the custom legans and the heritage sc what do you think of this pen um, I went to go look at it just because, you know, Jacob let us all know the stuff he was talking about. And I was dead set against getting it because I thought it was ugly. 
and, and we we said that uh, we'll wait for you to have one so we can talk about <laughs> it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you knew me too well, but because um, you know I was saving my money for the pen sloth nib, <laughs> and um, the pictures are aren't um, they they really don't do it justice. I, wait, you you also looked at the orange one, right? I think you sent us a picture of the orange one. Yeah, I, I looked at all. Yeah, well, um, I didn't. I didn't expect to like it. And I have a bunch of pilots that I don't use. And I, I've been thinking about maybe having Hiroko do something with them or something. But um, I really prefer pilot nibs over sailor nibs. But I think I've just been going down the sailor rabbit hole because all the different colors and designs mm. they come out with. And pilot does nothing like that, right? So I wasn't impressed. And when I showed up there, they didn't have the blue... Or it comes with blue, black, and the green. They didn't have those, but they just had the red and the orange. And it, it just shocked me how, how like, shiny, I mean, glittery it is. It's kind of glittery, um, cloudy looking. And yep. um, it, it, they just, I'm not sure what, what it is about Japanese pen companies, but it seems like they, or people, or companies outside of Sailor just don't take very good pictures of their pens. And it, I think it would, it would get a lot more attention if they did take better pictures. But it's just very, very not pilot-like. Mm-hmm. It's really shiny. And um, I wasn't able to see the blue or any of that. And so I, they said, they, we're going to take another, another shipment here in two days. And so I came back again. And I kind of know the, the salesperson there really well. And, yeah, I wonder why. But... Um, he said he would save me a blue because they're just, they made more blues and then they made more greens, but they're, they're just, everybody's selling out of them. And when I did show up two days later, they had already sold out of the blue and greens and all they had was orange and the red and the black, I think. And, um, he just happened to, he saved one for me. So I was able to get it. And then they've got another shipment coming in on Monday, but they're not even sure if they're going to be able to get the blue. And they just kept telling me, you know, don't worry, don't worry. This is not a special edition. Mm. You know, that it's going to be sold as a regular lineup kind of thing. But then I was trying to explain to him about, you know, well, one of my friends said that they took it off the, you know, the sailor website. So I was thinking maybe, you know, they weren't going to sell it or something like that. And they were just like, well, we don't know about that. All we know is just hard to get the blue and the green. You know, so, you know why they're all sold out? Because you're not supposed to sell them yet. Mm. That, that could be it, but it was, oh, it's only the blue and the green that's selling out. I mean, they still have orange and red, and the, and the red one's really pretty. But, mm. um, yeah, that I think what Jacob said, they weren't supposed to sell it until March, which is yeah. like, you know, tomorrow. So, I, you know, <laughs> but um, did, did they have the blue and green where, where you looked at? They did. Um, they had all the colors. And huh. uh, it was interesting because I was talking to the staff, and we thought that the red and orange would sell out first. Yeah, because it's really bright. It's really, mm. yeah, it's it's really unusual. I mean, it's not a pilot pen. That's the main reason I bought it, because I did, it's not a pilot pen, you know. Yeah. And um, and we also talked about how, you know, the different colors. I think the, the blue, uh, the green one, they're okay, but um, they kind of look dark, right? Like, like it's, it doesn't really show the material as well. I think as the the red and the orange one, just in terms of the the swirls, you have to look a lot deeper 
in order to to see those those swirls. But maybe that's why it, it's selling out. Well, I think it's it's um, it's also the light. Like you know, I took it home and like right away stuck it in the sunlight, and it, the thing's just it's it's about as bright as the orange one you sent the picture of. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just super, just jumps out at you, which just you know, whole time I'm thinking this is not a pilot. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it that much, though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, not that I dislike it. Um, the cat band is, you know how like on a 912, it has like a double cat band, then you've got a little bit of the material before you actually hit the end of the cap. So it looks very finished. The cat band is metal all the way down to the end. Kind of like a step down. Yeah, with like, like a pleasure, you know, yeah. which I think kind of cheapens the look. And they wrote pilot on the clip, which is... I don't know, kind of weird. It, you know, like is this a prera or something? And then, but they write the, pilot on the the regular clips too. Oh, well, I've just got a bunch of them sitting in front of me right now. None of them do. Maybe oh, I just have old models. That's the the heritage clip. Maybe they don't write. Well, I've got a custom heritage ninety two, a nine twelve, and uh, whatever the one the, right. the Falcon. Yeah, the heritage doesn't have pilot. But the uh, the ball clips have pilot written on it. Uh, well, I just I just didn't think it it just doesn't look that good. It's just kind of unusual for a higher end pen to have the company just kind of stamped on the on the clip. But I think the uh, the custom heritage SE clip is slightly different from the normal custom heritage clip because it's a bit more sword like, right? Yes, it is. It's, it kind of like gets thinner in the middle mm. and is a little more pointy on the end. Right. And then, you know, the top and the bottom is, it's still different, which kind of cracks me up. It's, it's a different size than my other pilots, but it's still that kind of, you know, chopped off conical shape mm. that kind of tapers on the end. And the so that's, best. so it's, a, yeah, it's just very pilot looking, you know, mm. and it, and it writes just like the, the custom 92, number five rhodium nib. Mm. So, yeah. um, but I, I still, I, I, the main reason I got it because it's such an anomaly. I mean, yeah. it, I don't know if Pilot's trying something new or, uh, you know, they, you know, somebody lost their head for a little while and decided to make a pen that wasn't black. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but that's that's the main reason I got. It. And it is a beautiful material. It's resin, and it's a beautiful material. It really is. And um, I was really tempted with the red and the orange, but in the end, you know, blue always wins out. So. Um... I'll I'll say this first. Um, I don't like this pen. I don't like the way it looks. Um, for very similar reasons uh, that y- you said, Alyssa. But I don't like the the way this material looks either. I think it's it's kind of cheap. Um, and I'm saying this because they're charging three hundred dollars mm. for this pen. If this pen was uh, the same price as the Heritage 91 uh, from which it's based off of, then I would say, you know, this is a great pen. I really Mm. enjoy this. But at $300, this is not, um, this doesn't tickle my fancy. Uh, And I'll get into into in a bit, but for we we mentioned the custom Legans now the custom Heritage SE apparently SE is is supposed to stand for uh, Sol in in French, yeah. uh, which means uh, usually means alone or or unique. Yeah. 
Um, I I spoke to to the ladies at Shosaikan, and uh, what I learned was that the the old leggings. Mm. So there there are actually uh, a few generations of of leggings. I, I would say there's maybe um, two main generations of leggings in, mm. in Japan. Uh, the first generation of leggings is what they call the old leggings, which yeah. uh, which um, looks a lot like celluloid. I believe it might even have been celluloid. Yeah, and um, these are like the really patchy, marbly uh, looks that you would normally associate with um, with vintage U.S. or vintage European uh, celluloid pens. Mm. They had them in different colors. They had them in brown. They had them in blue. They had them in red. And they had them in this color that they call medley, which, uh, you know, as you can expect from the name, uh, is a combination of the blue and the red. These pens um, were absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I linked, I, linked um, I think, both of them. Oh, no, I didn't link them on, onto, onto the show notes. But I sent, I sent you the link, Jacob, of, uh, of the old leggings and the new leggings. Um, yeah, kind of side and, by side. And I did a little bit of research myself on this. So I found an old cat- catalog from 2005, I believe. And in, in the 2005 catalog, uh, there were two custom leggings models. There was a flat top one with a belt. number 10 size yeah. nib, 18K nib. And that one was 30,000 yen. And then there was a a, a rounded top, a balance style pen, which is basically a custom seventy four, with a beautiful beautiful celluloid acrylics and a number five size fourteen k nib, and that one was eighteen thousand yen. So I don't know when these models were introduced, but at least they were available as of as of two thousand five. Yep, and um, and I've just sent this uh this link uh out to to the group. Mm. Um, so the one that I just sent, I believe, is the old leggings. Yeah. So this this is the one that was that was uh, eighteen eighteen thousand yen when it was introduced. This is one with its number five size nib. Yeah. So so the eighteen thousand. That's the brown one, and yeah. um, you know it. You know it's it's a custom seventy four with a with a beautiful body, but it's significantly different from from the the current uh, mm. material um and 18000 that means it's just a little more than half the price of what they're charging for this new one the second one yeah. is uh the the second link i sent then is the new leggings right um the the vest type leggings i believe that they even did the vest type uh with the old one before but um you know let's put that aside for now um, but just th- one thing about uh, about the history. So I couldn't find exactly when the new one was introduced. But if you look at you know archive.org, the the page for the new one, they started crawling it in 2013. So maybe around that time is when when this new type was introduced. Yeah, and um, these pens were uh, also introduced in the U.S. Uh, under the Namiki brand. So uh, I, I have a link of the new type, uh, so, so the new leggings, under a Namiki branded pen called mm. the Namiki Impressions. 
So Namiki right. Impressions is the the custom leggings, but I believe they also had the old type, uh, also branded um, uh, Namiki Impressions before as well. Yeah. But the history on this pen is actually a bit murky. There's not a lot of documentation, even in Japanese. I, I've tried to search in Japanese, mm. you know, with, uh, you know, but it's, it's still, uh, it's still very, um, elusive, I, I would say, mm. uh, to find any information on this pen. What I can say though is that the material between, uh, old leggings and new leggings, it was, totally different and and yet the new one is i mean the, the new one also has a number five size nib and it's more expensive than yep. and, than the smaller one the, the smaller balance style i think the new one costed about uh twenty thousand ish uh yeah Japanese. exactly yeah. and it was available until around 2018 as far as i can tell that, that that's yep. when it was discontinued and some stores still stock them yeah, yeah, they, they haven't sold out everywhere. I think Yodabashi has a few. Yeah, I um, from talking to 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 the ladies at Shosaikan, uh, the old leggings, so the the really marbly celluloid like uh, leggings, the mm. material was created by some random bloke apparently, um, and uh, this this bloke had had passed away, so so they can't make this material anymore. So that's why they moved to the new leggings. And she told me that uh, there was an issue with the old leggings. The material obviously was you know, absolutely fantastic and beautiful, but it broke a lot. So um, when you were manufacturing or when they were manufacturing the pen, mm. the material would often break. And there was a very, very high discard rate um, for using the, uh, the old leggings, which is probably why they discontinued the pen, to be honest. Mm. Um, and then after after this this person died, uh, they weren't able to make any more of the, the old material, so they moved on to the the new material, which is the the new leggings. The um, Heritage SE is a uh, direct callback to the new leggings, uh, yeah. and the Heritage SE is even less uh has even less depth than the new leggings uh, in my opinion because there's a lot of swirls but it looks like a um how do i say this nicely um it looks like uh a beginner's acrylic um blank from from the u.s i totally disagree (laughs) i totally disagree with you on that um, I, you're really bad mouthing this pen. I think it really doesn't deserve that. I mean, looking at the other pictures of your other pens, they're pretty ugly. I mean, they're the acrylic in them is a, you know you can get stuff from people turning pens in the states or in Europe that are much more beautiful than the acrylics there. And I don't think the Japanese are really on top of the acrylics the way like a lot of the Western pen turners are. And this is very different. You've got to admit that even the little picture that you sent on on Instagram was, I mean, there's just no pen like that in the, mm. in the lineup for Pilot at all. It is a very non-Pilot pen. And I think, I think you're maybe looking at the history a lot and maybe looking at the prices a lot from quite some time ago and just looking at how much Platinum and Sailor has jumped their prices up lately. 
that is kind of in keeping with that, too. So I think you're bad-mouthing this pen more than it really deserves. The material really is beautiful, and that may just be taste, you know, our differences in taste. Yeah. But, I mean, it's as much as you're talking about how ugly it is, it's a gorgeous pen. It's just not maybe exactly what someone would want to spend that kind of money on if they can get a cheaper, like, a Heritage 92 or something that has the same nib. So that would definitely, but then you would end up with a black pen, in which case I've got to pay extra money to take it to Hiroko and have her fix it up. So yeah, I, I, I think I think you have a point. Um, I think definitely taste is uh is, is a huge part of it. And um, so if- can I just add one one thing about the name? So it's so tied into this discussion. Uh, you, you talked about the name before that it means unique and if you look at the website they talk about how no two pens are exactly the same because it's turned acrylic and I think that's where the name comes from. Well, it's it's a resin pen. It's not an acrylic pen and a lot of these oh, really? older ones were, yeah, yeah. And, because the um, website does say that no two pens are going to look exactly the same. Yeah, correct. That That mm. is true. But it's just swirled resin is, at least that's right. how it was explained to me. So, you know, in, in Japanese acrylics just tend to be rather tame and you know they just don't have the cutting edge all the pen turners that they have in the west so i think that already puts it in a different a different ballpark it's not just your mm. regular acrylic japanese acrylic and um it is very very different and you know i don't know about shosaikon i don't go there because it's really expensive but okamotoya is kind of your normal you know where a lot of the Inkanuma ladies go and mm-hmm. a lot of kind of office workers go there and just they can't keep it on the shelf. And I'm not saying that's necessarily an indication of how good it is or anything, but it definitely has caught people's attention. And that's so very unpilot like that. Yeah. And, and this is not a limited edition either. There's no reason to get the pen right away. You know, they're supposedly going to leave it in their lineup. So I'm, I'm curious to see. You think it's going to go to the States, too? I don't know if that's going to... Because, you know, there might be a little bit more of a, a a higher bar there because there are so many beautiful pen turners, you know, the people that put out beautiful acrylics and stuff. All right. Um, I, I think this pen will sell well. Uh, mm. And, and I, I think it, it, it is doing well. Um, my, my issue with the pen is that if you put this pen next to, um, you know, the Leonardo acrylics... Uh, if you put this pen next to, you know, Jonathan Brooks's uh, materials, I don't think the material uh, that they use on this pen, I don't think it it, it compares in terms of the depth. Oh, oh I agree. I will agree. But, but, but I, no, I will those, agree that those it's two very pens different. are they're 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 stainless steel nibs. They're not gold nibs. You know, but you can get difference. gold nibs on them. Yeah, you can, but then it's going to jack the price up to five hundred dollars. Yeah, but with a Leonardo, then you get a piston filler. Well, that's that's again a taste thing too. So <laughs> right, you know. But but I, I no, but actually, mine mine's over five hundred dollars, and it's a gold nib, and it's not. It's a it's a what do you call it, captured converter? Yeah, but the thing is, you can get a you can get a Brooks pen for about a hundred two hundred dollars, right? Nah, not with a gold nib. Fair. I mean, I can't get a a gold nib high end acrylic. Not even high end, like a if someone turns the pen, it's going to be $300 because they already run $180, $200 with a, with a steel nib. Right. You tack but then, on a gold nib, it's going to be the same price as this pen. And I'm not saying this is more beautiful than those or anything, but, uh, you know, it's in the same price range. Yes. Yeah, so, but then if you put it side by side, 
you know, which pen am I going to choose between the pilot and uh, and and the the other various both uh, both they both have, you know both they <laughs> they both have their their advantages and um, I mean you know, I'm sitting there looking at it it's it's a beautiful pen there's just some things I don't like about it that they could have done better and certainly for the price they could have done better but you know. I, I agree that it's the same pen as like a Heritage 92, which is just a little cheaper. But then you start comparing to the pens that you said, it's in the same price range. Then it's a matter of taste. And it's it's definitely, it's a pretty pen. It's just, it's not a perfect pen, you know. No, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. I'm sure this pen was made with the U.S. market in mind, just like I think Sailor's recent release, the Luminous Shadow. I'm, I'm sure they had the U.S. market in mind when they made that pen. And in in a way, both of those pens are similar because what we have always said, especially about Pilot, but also about Sailor, is that some of, some of the high-end pens, they, they look kind of boring. And, and they, here's their answer to that. Here, here is a, a, a beautiful, uh, colorful pen, um, part of the standard lineup. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see how how it does and whether they're going to keep this uh, this this product in their lineup for for many many years to come. Well, that's the significant thing for me, and that was the the, the main reason actually why I did buy the pen. It's a pretty pen, but I bought it because it's just you know it's Pilot just went someplace else, and I'm curious to test out a pen that you know Pilot went someplace else. I mean, hmm. this is just not like any. At least in the recent history, I mean, I know you guys have done research on the acrylic pens and stuff, which have never really interested me. But this is a very different approach, and it, I'm just wondering if some of these companies are just trying different things, which is mm. is is actually admirable. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and um, I'm hoping that they're going to do more with this kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't think that this is uh, I don't think this should be the the end of the yeah. road for for pilot here um so there's definitely more potential in doing stuff like this and i'm glad to see that it's actually selling out um but i think um you know going back to to the look and the, and the taste and, and all of that um there's how should i say this um <laughs> how should i say this <laughs> it's For me, this pen looks like their baby steps. And, and I, I totally agree with you. That's why I was talking about like the cat band, this looking like a plazer, you know, or having the pilot stamped on the on the a clip. There, there was just some things that they could have done to maybe finish it better to make it seem like it was a more high end pen. And, and and they missed on those. They they did this with the new Legons too though. I mean the clip and and the cap band are exactly the same as the new Legons. So it, it's quite surprising that um that pilot continued with this way. I don't think they see it as something that's a uh, lower end um necessarily. I think they think that that's high end. Yeah, maybe so. Again, it could be it could be taste, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it it, it is I think still a quite tough uh, pill to swallow that this pen costs around three times as much as, yeah. as the three the times Mega. as much three, you're saying the 91 is 10 Ichiman in? Yeah. I, I don't think so where are you finding a gold nib pen for under $100 at a retail store 
Um, pretty sure like, it's not very expensive. I mean, even like even stateside, the custom seventy four is like one hundred and sixty, hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, but I'm looking at now the pilot website, and it says the the price is one th- uh, thirteen thousand. So for without tax for gold nib. Oh, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. But like for me, I've got, you know, the Custom Heritage 92. It's a piston and I know this is going to hurt you here. See why. But mm-hmm. I'll probably sell that to hang on to this pen just because it it's just like every other pilot I have. And, you know, I, if I sell it, I don't think I'll miss it. And it's the same nib as, as, you know, in the SE. So I'll have that same nib, but I'll probably get rid of the more boring ones. Yeah, and you'll be able to buy it at any time anyway, so it's not yeah, a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. Um, do you know what nib size it comes in? Five. No, no, oh, the, no, no, the, no. Yeah. Uh, small, uh, it's just, just fine and medium, that's it. And that's yeah. another drawback there is that you can't have, you know, I mean, custom, I mean, Pilot has all these different nibs and you get limited to just a fine and a medium. Yeah, um, that 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 I that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, let let let's see. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see if they're gonna bring this to the U.S. So, um, you know, fingers crossed to see to see if they're gonna they're they're gonna have that. I'm also interested in uh, you know understanding how the listeners think about this pen. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have you know very distinct uh opinions on this pen uh <laughs> even just within the three of us so i think this is going to be a very uh polarizing pen yeah oh really oh, really you think it's gonna be polarized i think some people are gonna love it and some people are gonna absolutely hate it yeah i'm pretty probably pretty neutral about it i i really uh that's what i'm right in the middle I, I love the color and i love the the sparkle and the rest of it i'm like yeah it's a custom but it's kind of 92 it's gonna be interesting to see uh if and when it will be released uh, in in the US and other markets, and also what what price is going to be, because pilots, yeah. prices overseas are sort of all over the place, more expensive, not not consistent, like because I think the capless in particular is actually oh yeah, they're the same, yeah, affordable, yeah. Well, they're showing it on uh, I know on Pensachi for two hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, I think once you set that there, it's going to be very hard for them to go over three hundred dollars. Yeah. I wouldn't put a past pilot. Well, and that's what's going to kill them on that. It's they're going to get shiuned, you know, where maybe you just if you put it too high, no one's going to buy it. Yeah, but uh, but let's see, you know, that you're going to get people who really love this. Uh, Jacob, you you like this look, right? But you you haven't you haven't seen it though in real life either, have you? I haven't seen it in real life. I actually do like the product photos on Pilot's website, which are now available. I think the orange <laughs> one in particular looks kind of interesting. Uh, I think my problem is really just the price, the fact that it was an, almost exactly the same model available in 2018. And now they just yeah, they, they yeah. basically recycled that pen and they, they bumped the price by 50%. If they had just like lowered the price, maybe thirty or forty dollars, it'd be it'd be mm. hotcakes. I think it'd be it's it'd fly off the shelf. But right now, you have to think hard because you're breaking that three hundred dollar barrier. Yeah, and it feels like Pilot is not quite as daring and as aggressive as Sailor. I mean, again, yeah, tying yeah, us back to yeah. the the luminous shadow. Uh, I think they're both trying they're trying to do similar things, but. It's, Sailors is more daring because they come up in all new model. They use high end nibs and so on. Here they are recycling an old model and with some new colors, a new new name. Yeah, but um, you know, 
uh, this this is great that that pilot is doing it. It's just yeah. not a pen uh, that they should have done it with. It. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah and um, I think you know overall pricing could could have been improved. I I doubt for for people who are uh, you know holding their breath, they're not going to bring this to the eight two three. They're not going to bring this to. Oh, the, I wish uh, they would. I wish they yeah. would, and not necessarily this specific, you know, um, material, but just stepping out there a little bit, I, you know, and getting back in the game that way. Because I mean, the sailors just totally taken that one away from everybody. Well, if this yeah. model sells like hotcakes, right? I'm sure that that, would, that might convince pilot to try some more colorful models. They might do a size ten. Because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they've done leggings in size ten before. Yeah. yeah, that would that would be cool. But they won't do it with the eight two three. Right. They won't do it with a size fifteen. So, um, I mean, let's see. I, I hope one day to see some interesting eight two threes, but uh, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it in black again. <laughs> All right. So, um, we actually do have other news. Uh. You know, other than the Spain topic of the um, Pilot Custom Heritage SE, we have um, this interesting post from Stylart, Stylart, Stylart. Uh, I don't know how they they prefer to say their name, but this pen. Have you seen this pen? I remember they had some some kind of capless model at. Tips, right? But that was actually as the way as the wooden finish on the normal model. I, I don't think this they had this one. Yeah, this is a, a funky pen because it's it's a pen where it's basically just the the pilot capless, but it has a cap. So it's this slim wooden pen. They call it the Haruna, um, Haruna Capari, and they're using the capless. Uh, unit sticking it into a, a wooden barreled pen and this looks like a uh, snap cap too this section looks oh, quite yeah. uncomfortable yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> not sure i would call that a section but i i love this pen because it, it this is whimsical to me i i love that they're doing this you gonna buy one it's, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's whimsical to look on on Instagram. Huh? Exactly, exactly. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, uh, this this is definitely a case of uh, um, here's a product note nobody ordered. <laughs> but it's it's interesting that they have two different types. Right? They have a longer type and a shorter type. Yeah, is that? Just a matter of how far you push the capless. That, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> it just looked like one got seated and one didn't. Yeah. And it's funny their their description says, you know, you know, the capless is called the vanishing point in the U.S. And in their description, they say, well, how do you like a visible point? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this is something he's just pulling everybody's leg on it. Yeah, I think so. Um. And then in other pen news, we also have the Bungabox Dandelion. So this is the new uh, Bungabox exclusive. This, I believe, is a Pro Gear Slim uh, based mm. on the 14K. I actually like this pen. I think this pen is, is kind of cute. Yeah, 
It, it's it's going to sell like hotcakes. It's, it hits all the markers. It has a slight amount of shimmer. It's color blocking. It has a little bit of rot in on the tip. I mean, it's it's going to sell. Yeah, I think this is a this is definitely going to be a, a hot seller. Um, start they start selling this on the second, so on Tuesday. I'll be in the office on that day, so maybe I should check it out. But um, this is a uh, this is interesting. Uh, I, I like it. Um, but again, it, it's like a rehash of all the other sailor pens, right? With uh, with different colors. But but they those just sell, don't yeah. they? I mean, it's like they're just copying the formula, which may seem boring, but I mean, people still like it. And, you know, I, I've run out of money, so. <laughs> but there's that collectability of the same model in different finishes. Yeah, that when you line them true. up, that looks cool. That's true. Yeah. So that's the dandelion. And um, and then before we get on to, to this news uh, from Jacob, I want to direct everybody to um, Travelers. So have you seen Travelers uh, feed lately? Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So they're coming. So uh, I'm going to just read out the uh, the description on their Instagram. They say, um, it has now been 15 years since Traveler's Notebook was first released. In those 15 years, we have explored all kinds of new styles, and we ultimately chose not to adopt uh, many of these styles as permanent products. But when we put them all together, we have an ex- uh, exciting compilation of new ways to enjoy Traveler's Notebooks. So just as musicians release albums of their B-sides and rarities, we've re-released a range of refills that are a little bit out of the ordinary. And they have, I think, like six or seven uh, of these uh, refills. Um, six. The ones that caught my eye the most was this uh, washable paper. What do you think of washable paper? It's made of the same um, material as those tags that you have in your shirts. Oh. But, okay, what kind of tags? <laughs> yeah, the I... the laundry tags, the laundry paper tags. Oh. Well, yeah. Don't... Yeah. So so it says um, it says this paper does not disintegrate when washed, so you can use it for outdoor purposes where rain is a concern. Uh, near plants that are watered in gardens and <laughs> or on farms, farms, or in areas such as the kitchen or bathroom. And you never have to worry about what will happen if you accidentally leave it in your pocket while doing the laundry. So wait, you 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 write on it, and then like it becomes waterproof. Uh, I, I don't think that's what they're saying. I don't think you can write with like a dye-based ink, and it, it will stick. I think they are saying that the the um, paper, the paper will tear will, up. Yeah, so, so so to me, this sounds more like some kind of some kind of outdoors thing, you know, just like those writing yeah, the rain in like notebooks. You know, backpacking and need a notebook for your notes. Yeah, and, and again, this is uh, I think a product that nobody ordered, <laughs> but it's cool that they have it, right? Like, it's awesome that they they release this product, but I don't think I'm going to, you know, like write in the laundry machine. Yeah, not quite. I mean, if, you know, I guess just from a fountain pen user's perspective, if it's going to, you know, if your ink's going to run off of it, I guess I'm not too worried that the page gets torn up, too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'll have to definitely check it out. Yeah. They also have this, um, they have this sticker release paper, which is hilarious. <laughs> so, um,. This refill is made from the smooth backing paper that is left after removing a sticker. 
Put stickers or masking tape on this paper so you can remove it easily at any time. If you've got a big collection of stickers, this is a great way to keep your favorites on hand. And if you get stickers while traveling, this is a place to store them. So uh, I use a pouch to store stickers. But they're telling you to peel off the sticker and stick it in this book so you can peel okay. it off again. <laughs> this might be something for for Koei. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they have the accordion paper. Uh, this one is interesting. Super lightweight paper. Um, and this is interesting because, uh, as we discussed on this podcast before, the lightweight paper is actually just Tomoe River 52. Super lightweight paper. I, I wonder if this is uh, also Tomoe River. I believe it should be. Um, but at an even lighter GSM, because if I look at the, the product uh, page, first of all, I will never get this uh, product because Tomoe River 52 already has a problem with see-through. This paper is like, it's like tracing paper. So I will never get this product. But Oh, but then it's um, probably crinkly though, yeah? It's crinkly if it's like tracing paper. I think so. I mean, this, this, <laughs> this product is insane. I mean, it's cool for when you want to like, write something and then uh, have it kind of like translucent so that you can have it for um, writing over it. But looking at the, the product page, it's um, very see-through. So they advertise it as very fountain pen friendly. Uh, I'll read the description. Um, the paper in this notebook is even thinner and lighter than our lightweight paper refill. The paper itself does not allow for oil to penetrate easily, so it is hard to smear when using a fountain pen. Not sure why oil penetration has anything to do with fountain pen, because fountain pens use water-based inks. Um, the letters on the back will show through a little because the paper is so thin, which adds a unique look to the enticingly crisp paper. Um, but looking at their product photos, uh, I think will show through a little is an understatement. <laughs> it actually looks kind of interesting to me. Yeah. It's interesting, but I have no use for such a product. Well, like, it crin- it crinkles, which is kind of cool. And then you yeah. just use one side and you see the other side. Actually, yeah, I'm their marketing target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they've got uh, a bunch of um, other uh, different papers. They have like uh, these uh, weird graph papers that you can take out. Uh, and then they they've released these special pouches that are like cases that you can uh you can store these uh, new refills in. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh that's travelers. I, I think it's hilarious that they're doing this kind of stuff. Um, and you know they they know that what they're releasing is ridiculous. So that's a plus in my book. Where's when's it released? <laughs> I'm sort of going. When is it released? Uh, March twenty fifth. Yeah. So a few more episodes. I'll make sure to get some so you can you can make fun of me. <laughs> All right, um, Jacob. Right, so just a minor little thing from about Sailor, and this is only sort of tangentially station related. But if you look at Sailor's uh, stock price, you will see that a few days ago it suddenly skyrocketed and 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 it hit the the daily upper limit um, a few times. Um, 
And it turns out that there is an explanation for that. So there is a Japanese company called Nipro that makes like medical equipment. And apparently this Nipro company is making like syringes that's going to be used to administer, I think, some vaccines, including like Pfizer's vaccines. So, so Nipro suddenly became a very hot stock. And then someone figured out that Nipro is actually using sailors' robots to make these syringes. So now oh, sailors cool. doing... Ba- so suddenly sailors now, it's almost like going up like GameStop, not because of their stationary business, but because suddenly the, the <laughs> robot robotics business is booming. So maybe uh, sailor will hit profitability sooner than we think. Well, yeah. they actually, just a few days ago, they, they released what's called like a Kesan Tanshin, which is like a, a summary report or like an abbreviated earnings report, which, which they released before the full earnings report for the whole year. And, and what you can see in that report is that overall, you know, the company is still losing money and sales overall are down. Um, but you can see that um, the robotics division is profitable and the profit has has gone up by 50% compared to last year. So so suddenly that's the division that is uh, doing well right now. Yeah, I suspect Plus doesn't care <laughs> about that division. <laughs> Maybe they want to jettison the, the unprofitable stationary division and focus on their, on their robots. Yeah. Um, but actually, one thing about that, if you sort of read the, the description of why they think sales are down, they actually specifically mention low-cost stationary products like um, uh, ballpoint pens. So they say that, that that's where they took a big hit. Um, and they're still saying that their, their fountain pens are, are popular. They didn't give us any numbers, but, but they said the fountain pens are doing well. Low-cost ballpoint pens are not doing well. Yeah, they should cut um, their mm. low-cost pens from the lineup. I mean, we tried the Sailor uh, Neo High Ace. Oh, God, that was an awful <laughs> pen. But yeah, um, anything else that we want to add to to this episode? I think that's it. It's a full episode. All right. And uh, so then uh, with that, um, you know, thank you, everybody, so much for, for listening to episode 26. It's uh, It's been a great pleasure to, to make this uh podcast hopefully we'll be able to continue to make this podcast for a very long time to come um your support means uh, extremely great deal to us so please consider leaving a review uh and a five-star rating on on uh on apple podcasts um tell a friend tell your family member tell anybody in your life who enjoys japanese stationery um and yeah help us help us grow this podcast so we can uh we can go and do even bigger and even better shows uh for the year to come and uh with that said my name is cy you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com on instagram at tokyostationpens and on twitter at tokyostationmnh and my name is jacob i'm foodafan on instagram and on twitter and have a blog at foodafan.com Thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm Elisa. I'm Inky Rocks on Instagram and YouTube. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.